Welcome to the Beef Brunch Educational Series podcast, bringing you information on cattle production and management in Louisiana and surrounding states. Hey, y'all, thank you for joining us for our Beef Brunch news update for the first one for 2024. So this is going out on Tuesday, January 9th. Um, We're excited to be back with y'all. We're going to hopefully kick this off well. Um, As y'all know, we record these on a Monday afternoon. It is pouring down rain, thankfully. So we're hoping everybody's internet and everybody's connections stay on. Um, Trips has been in and out all day in the Union Parish office. So we're going to go ahead and turn it over to you, Trip, and let you go first. So hopefully you'll be able to finish everything without losing internet. Hi, everybody. Happy New Year, and thank y'all for having me. And like Ashley said, we've been having some technological difficulties, so I'll talk kind of fast. So a lot of what we have going on in the Northeast region is very reflective of what we got going on in the Northwest region. Uh, Topsoil moisture is, there's a little bit there. We've had a few small rains uh, from Christmas to now. It is raining cats and dogs outside right now, so we're proud of every drop that falls. But Lee had mentioned earlier that we hadn't run water yet. We really still haven't run water yet. Tanks are low. Farm ponds are bad low. Subsoil moisture is still borderline non-existent. Uh, One of our co-workers her husband's got a place in Franklin Parish, and Franklin Parish is in the heart of the Delta. It's flat as a pancake. This time of year should be waterlogged, and he was doing a little bit of light disking uh, between Christmas and now, so you shouldn't be able to drop a disc in Franklin Parish in January, but not only was he disking, turning up some ground, but he was stirring up some dust, which had his wife annoyed at him because he got her dusty, but you shouldn't be doing that in January in Franklin Parish, but hopefully this rain will go a long ways towards getting us caught up. Um, A lot of what I said last time still holds true that we got a few folks grazing, which everybody's going to be getting cows off of grass today. That way it don't get stumped into the mud. But a lot of folks are grazing, especially folks that were on planted seed beds or prepared seed beds. Um, Grass that has been just overseeded, still not looking too hot, guys. It's going to be a tough year uh, for that. And I bet that's pretty consistent all across the I-20 quarter at least. Um, Talked to a few producers. Not a lot going on other than putting out hay up here. That's that's really it. There's a lot of work getting done on places, uh, projects that have been put off, but uh, the weather's been pretty conducive for, for a lot of stuff, with it being as dry as it has been. There's been some fence got built, some shop projects have gotten done, uh, some kids have been polishing on some 4-H show animals, getting ready for their parish shows and their district shows, which we just had our Union Parish show this past weekend and getting geared up for the Northeast District show. So we're pretty excited about that. But that's just kind of been been the story up this way. Um, guys, I want to encourage you all in this time where we aren't blowing and going and we don't have a lot going on. Take advantage of this time. Use this time for year round planning. A lot of guys think whenever the, something gets up on them, like, man, I wish you know, I'd have made plans to do this. I wish I'd have done that. Now's the time to get your breeding season scheduled. Now's whenever you want to do some long-range planning on improvements to facilities and farm infrastructure. Now is whenever you start coming up with drought mitigation strategies because the guys that had a plan in place this past year, it was a lot less stressful on them because they knew what they were going to do at what point. So don't take, please take advantage of this time um, while we're not just blowing and going. Uh, Guys, we had a pretty good run with internet, so I'm pushing my luck, I feel like. So I'm going to go on and pass the baton to whoever's going next. Thank you, sir. 
Um, and I'll add to that, we were talking about preparing for calving season earlier today at the Dean Lee Research Station. Um, so your facilities, your equipment, supplies, all that for calving for those of you that are going to start having calves hit the ground here in the next month or so. Um, and taxes, all those paperwork, the nice rainy days, getting all that together for tax season. Um, Brittany, I'll go ahead and turn it over to you for our central region. Okay. Thanks, Ashley. I appreciate it. Um, so as you mentioned calving season, um, Vince and I, when we actually spoke earlier today, we talked a little bit about just how important it is that you are prepared for calving season um, and making sure that you have all of the tools that you need and supplies that you need, having those things clean, disinfected, and ready to go just in case you do have something come up where you have to pull a calf or have some kind of emergency. Um, so like so one thing of course remember with that some stuff you want to have on hand you sanitizing it's very important we don't want to spread any um any diseases or anything that we don't need to um so make sure you have a disinfectant as well as gloves on hands at all on hand at all times and then make sure that you are um, disinfecting any equipment that you use after each use um, you also want to make sure you have lubricant on hand if you do have to pull a calf uh, make sure you have um, your OB chains ready to go in good condition and clean and all that. Um, a thermometer also be helpful. You know, we should have a pretty cold winter, it looks like, coming up in the next few weeks. We'll kind of see what happens. But um, just in case you do have, you know, we've had those 20-something degree nights and different things. We just kind of don't know what's going to happen there. Um, also, um, you want to have your tagging supplies, right? Those things you need for identification. So your tags, your tagging gun, um, always keep that good record keeping in practice, right? We want to have those records be as accurate um, as possible. Um, and then esophageal tubes, if you need some either for colostrum or just if you need have cattle that are sick that you need to get electrolytes into, um, a couple of those designated for each. Um, on hand would be good at, to keep on hand as well. And then the vaccine protocol that your veterinarian gives you, make sure you have um, the things that you need for that on hand to get your, not only your calves, but also the rest of your herd um, vaccinated. And again, just make sure you get with your local veterinarian to follow those protocols. Um, and then make sure you have, you know, your, um, your needles and everything that you need on hand as well. Um, so something that we have done in the fall and that we do have coming up, um, which Ashley, I'm sure we'll talk about our upcoming events, um, bull testing, right? So you want to make sure as we are getting ready in the next few months to go into that breeding season, um, you want to make sure that your bulls are tested and in good condition and ready to go. If you have um, some aged bulls, make sure you want to get them tested for trichinosis as well. And we just want to make sure that we're given our calf crop, you know, percentage, at least the best, you know, possibility we can for it to be the highest that it can. Um, I did look just a little bit to see kind of about, um, you know, calf crop percentages and whatnot. And I mean, if if the conditions and, and everything were perfect, you know, like obviously that's that's not going to happen. Um, but even a 90% calf crop can be something that that's really hard to achieve, right? We got to be a little bit realistic. Um, and just some data that from the USDA NAS um, showed that over the last 37 years, that the calf crop percentage has not increased overall. Um, so we just want to make sure that 
everybody's doing, you know, your producers, y'all are doing everything that you can just to be prepared for those things that may happen that are unexpected. Um, from a nutrition standpoint, we are also still, we still have producers contacting us about going out and testing their hay. Um, and you just want to keep, make sure that you're just keeping an eye on your cattle herd and making sure that they're in the proper, you know, body condition scores that they need to be. And that those months after calving, you know, your, the nutrition, nutritional requirements of your cattle are going to increase in the, within those 90 days after calving and that early lactation. So you want to make sure that you are adjusting for that as well. Um, and just keep an eye on those body condition scores. And if you see, you know, your cattle starting to decline, getting a little bit thinner, you're probably going to need to make an adjustment on, um, on your nutrition strategy there. Um, so I will go ahead and pass it over to Vince now, unless you have anything you want to add to any of that, Ashley, and he can talk a little bit more about what the conditions we've been seeing in our area and whatnot. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to reiterate a few things that you said. So um, on the calving season, preparing for that and tying in body condition scores, you're going through and doing your records on your calves. It's great to have a column there. Um, for the body condition score of that cow when she calves. So as you're recording birth date, birth weight, um, tag number, sex, all of that, go ahead and record the body condition score of that cow. Record her temperament, her disposition there too. Um, just some things to tie all of that in together. Uh, Vince, I'll go ahead and turn it over to you. Thank you guys. It's a pleasure to be here on a new year. And my golly, it's, uh, you know, we've, we've changed, we've changed weather patterns like, in the last two weeks, because as we moved into 2024, um, we go off of Lafayette's radio state or TV stations as far as uh, rainfall and percentages. And we were uh, probably between 25 and 30 inches behind our annual rainfall at the close of the calendar year, which is almost half of our annual rainfall. So it was it was uh, definitely dry as uh, you know, sentiments to what uh, Tripp said earlier. We had tractors working spring uh, ground, you know, for planting rice and other crops that are widely grown here. Uh, the sugarcane harvest went off without virtually no down days because of weather uh, here just the last few days. We've had, um, I think, two inches of rain on Friday evening uh, and an inch prior to that uh, a week earlier. And then we're looking at another two inch rain today and then again on Friday uh, with, with some really cold temperatures coming in the upper 20s for central and south Louisiana. So uh, producers need to be prepared for that. Uh, we, we're well into our haystacks from a practical standpoint. Uh, myself as a cow-calf producer, I'm really, really starting to get concerned. Uh, we want a liquid liquid supplement uh, moving into some grazing, some some fall past, winter pastures. And we started doing that, you know, uh, the week of Christmas. And so we've been there uh, 10 days or so, and uh, it's it's really made a difference. A lot of calves hitting the ground right now in central Louisiana and south Louisiana because uh, we find that the earlier that calves are born, you know, you get that weight advantage uh, at marketing time. So a lot of a lot of cow calf producers are calving in December and January. Uh, bulls will be going out soon. Uh, you know, as Brittany stated, it's very, very important as you know, the bull is, is the calf crop in, in, in all actuality. If you don't have a serviceable uh, bull that's of servicing your cattle, uh, you're losing uh, conception rate. So you uh, need to be on board uh, with a vet, uh, make sure that bulls are being tested, uh, which brings to mind um, antibiotics are, are not 
easily to come by at this point in the stage of, of regulations. Um, have that vet client relationship established uh, as we move into the winter period. And, uh, you know, as I stated, we have a lot of cabinets, calving dates are upon us here in the central part of the state and south. Um, antibiotics will be a necessity in your toolbox. So um, have that availability, uh, establish that client relationship with the veterinarians in your area. Uh, we have a lot of good vets in South Louisiana and throughout the state, uh, but it's, it becomes a necessity at times. I'm not condoning that we need antibiotics, but you do at times. Again, I'll reiter reiterate what Brittany said about being able to supplement calves in cold weather periods, um, have some, some type of shelter as our Brahmin influence cattle are predominant in the southern part of the state. Uh, they do not take cold and ice on their back very well. Um, if you're in a calving interval, um, have that available to at least shelter them for 24 to 48 hours to uh, establish uh, that calf on his feet and going. So uh, until that happens, we can we can see some uh, you know percentage of calf crop loss in in a bad weather event. God forbid we had a terrible one in December last year, and it just reckoned our our winter pastures as far as losing all forage and created uh, havoc as far as with, with body condition scores we had going into the spring of 23. So uh, with that being said, uh, there's uh, again, uh, reiterating what some of the others have said, um, people are still looking for hay. I talked to one uh, custom hay baler this morning that uh, he's still getting calls. And, and I mean, he's long been sold out probably four months ago. Um, but, you know, there's still there are still some sources of hay out there. They're very, very minimal. Um, if you you see that you're at least halfway or getting two thirds away in your haystack, uh, plan with your local supply and dealers about uh, get some cubes on hand, a couple of pallets of cubes on hand, one to two pounds per head per day of a cube range cube uh, will be sufficient to maintain that body score condition and nutrition and create some energy in these uh, bad weather periods. So uh, you need to be prepared for that. Um, you know, there are several different brands of liquid supplementations out there that are more than sufficient to meet those needs, uh, but you got to have some roughage with those. So um, just just know all these things are, are at hand. We're at the most ultimate expensive time of the year if you're a cow-calf producer uh, as far as supplementing and feeding and maintaining your cattle uh, moving to spring. So uh, if we can get through the next 50 to 60 days, um, there'll be a lot of, lot of hay supplies gone at that point. Um, but it's, uh, there are things we can do to manage it and practice, uh, for a, a worse year than we may have had. So, uh, God forbid we have that in any time in the near future. Uh, as I was talking to one cattleman again this morning and he said, you know, it's, it's just unimaginable. What we went through making one, one and a half cuttings of hay this year, uh, in South Louisiana, where we're 70 miles, uh, where I sit away from the coast. And you get those daily rain showers that you can normally produce as much grass and forage as you need to, to supplement and put up during the wintertime. And it wasn't that way this year at all. Um, it, it's, it's been a real struggle. And we're still not out the woods yet. We're, we're still dry. Drop monitor still shows that. Um, as we move forward, I think we'll see some change in the drought monitor uh, with these rains that we're anticipating getting. And the long-range forecast uh, is predicting that we're going to continue to have rains at least weekly. Uh, for the next couple of weeks. But the scary thing is that uh, I saw some models that are showing uh, about the third week in January uh, to be in the single digits. I don't know if that's a scare tactic or some kind of phallus that's out there, but um, even in the 20s, mid 20s uh, for central Louisiana, it's going to be awfully cold. 
so be prepared for that. Uh, we are moving into that cold period of, of late January through early February. Um, have some preparation in place. I mean, get get your cattle ready to move where you can get them behind a windbreak or some some type of shelter. That's all, that's all I can say at this point. Again, bulls will be going out, just kind of following up. Uh, fer fertility tests are, are a, a major uh, player in the game right now. Uh, it's, it's important that we get every cow bred that we can because uh, there was a big conception uh, rate decrease because of uh, you know the, the conditions we dealt with with heat and drought and lack of nutrition moved, moving through the summer and fall of 23. So it's about all I have, and it's just – uh, we're at that point of the year where it's 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 a challenging time and uh, markets still look pretty good. I mean, people that have cattle to go to market are still, and I'm sure Ashley will cover some of that or if Lee's going to jump on, uh, but markets are still favorable. If you have those non-productive cows, part with them. Don't fall in love with them, part with them. Uh, bulls that don't test, part with them. Uh, they're they're not worth having to 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 have to feed around the yard and uh, make mud as we as we go forward. So uh, that's I'll close with that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and to add on to, to talking about lower conception rates, um, remember too that with the heat stress, especially when it fell um, last year for such a long duration, it's possible we're going to see smaller calves um, and calves that aren't quite as vigorous as it, when they hit the ground this year. Um, so just again, we've we've talked calving season at length here, but just be mindful of that. Be mindful. Watch sure, make sure they're not getting bogged down in the hay rings and in the mud um, as you go through your calving season. So as y'all can see, Lee's not on today. Um, he wasn't able to jump on with us and did not do a market update due to the holidays last week. Um, I think two of our sale barns ran and only one provided some data. So um, we opted to not do a full market report. But um, echoing what Vince said, um, the markets do look strong after the holidays still. The replacement cows have been steadily increasing in value. Um, that trend might hold. And just overall directions for the markets, of course, will remain to be seen. But positive positive so far um and then echoing what trip had said earlier up for the for the northwest region for lee he said ryegrass and other winter forages have been suffering from the cold conditions and people are um just kind of holding their breath see what's going to happen with that moving forward so as we start looking into um the next month or two on some of these events i know we've touched on them some before the end of the year but just to add back in so Wednesday, January 10th, so that'll be tomorrow when this goes out. Uh, we do have our Louisiana Agricultural Outlook Forum um, that is being hosted by Dr. Deliberto from um, one of our ag economists. It's a, a full program here um, in Alexandria at the State Evacuation Shelter. It's going to start with registration at 8.30, but there will be production cost uh, discussion for 2024, outlooks for corn, soybean, rice, cotton, cattle, sugar, and forestry. Um, and then we have um, a few panel discussions, or I'm sorry, there's a farm bill and ag policy update. And then there are two separate panel discussions. Um, the first one will be on trends in agriculture lending rates. And then the other one will be managing inputs in a challenging production year. Um, and so that's going to be covering all commodities on those two particular panels. They were asking for RSVPs for that because um, there was going to be a lunch associated with it. But if you did not RSVP and you're interested, um, please just email Dr. Deliberto. I've got that in the video and podcast descriptions um, and, and see if there's still some spots available for you to attend that. Two breeding soundness exam day. Well, I'm sorry. No, three breeding soundness exam days coming up. Um, Randy 
Toops had to reschedule hers. She said she's going to aim for January 24th uh, in Lafouche Parish. So I'll put her um, contact there. That date's tentative, but you can reach out to her if you're interested. Um, I think weather last week caused her to postpone that. Brittany mentioned, I'm sorry, I've got a lot of flyers up here, making sure I get the right ones. Um, Brittany mentioned the one in Opelousas on February 22nd. Did I get that right, Brittany? Um, and so I've got contacts for Lainey, Brittany, and then Mr. Mike Dominique in the video and podcast description, as well as the link to uh, sign up for that particular BSE day. Then there will also be one on March 2nd in Lake Charles. Um, and so you can talk talk to um, Bradley Poussin or Jimmy Moe about that. Again, there their are contacts in the descriptions. So Lafouche Parish, somewhere I think around the 24th is what Randy Lynn was looking at having um, February 22nd in Opelousas and then March 2nd um, in Lake Charles. All of those are coming up. And so I've got their contact information posted for y'all. Sorry, as I'm making through, through my rounds on all these flyers. Um, the other thing to mention, uh, Saturday, March 16th, will be the Spring Acadiana Cattle Producers Field Day that will be at the Iberia Research Station in Generet. We're going to start at 8 a.m. with registration, and we are going through, um, I think, until 2.30 that afternoon. So full program, of course, lunch is included with that. So go ahead and mark your calendars for that Saturday, March 16th. Looking way forward, um, Lee and I have mentioned the AI class at the Hill Farm Research Station in Homer. Um, that is April 10th through the 12th. Again, we have an extensive wait list for that, but if you're interested in it, let us know um, so we can go ahead and add you to that. And then the Northwest Region's Beef and Forage Field Day will be on Thursday, April 25th. So I know months in advance, you'll hear me keep mentioning them, um, but go ahead and get all of those events on your calendar. It's starting to fill up. Um, it looks like it's going to be a great 2024. We're excited to have so many new faces from last year, new programs, um, and some different changes throughout the state. So I think it was Tripp that mentioned we've got all of our livestock shows coming up. I'm going to go ahead and wish all of our exhibitors good luck. As he said, we had the one in Union Parish last Saturday. Um, we're looking at Ag Expo this coming weekend um, in West Monroe. And I know there's parish shows scattered throughout over the next couple of months, moving into our district shows in Gonzales. So as we talked about those teens and 20s degree weather, um, bundle up. <laughs> we know how those show barns get. It's going to be nice and chilly. Um, but good luck to all those exhibitors. And I'm sure we'll be seeing y'all around in some of those show barns. And we will be back with y'all in a couple of weeks for our next news update.